brought to you by... For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Wow. I never saw anyone fish with such a wide net before. Oh, really? I don't like fishing with a pole. Can't catch the big ones fast enough. No kidding. You've got a bunch. Yeah, I know. This wide net gives me great distribution and reach. Really? How's it work? Well, fish like to move around to various parts of the lake, so by casting a wide net, I gather fish from everywhere they congregate. Wow, that's pretty smart. Thanks. Wide nets work. And they make you look smart. If you're looking to cast a wider net and fish where the fish are, Look Smart Advertising Solutions can help. Go to signup.looksmart.com to learn more. Playing the fastest game in town? Welcome to the Daily Searchcast. Featuring search engine analyst Danny Sullivan. Keeping you up to speed and ahead of the game on what's happening in the search engine marketing arena. Each day, join us for a recap of the prior days happening in your world. The Daily Searchcast makes sense of industry stories and sharing off-the-cuff remarks about what happened and what may come. Guest hosts give you a closer look and keep things rolling along with questions. So tune in and keep informed on the latest from Google, Yahoo, and search ask and other search engines join us now for this edition of Searchcast. here's your hosts hi everybody this is matt cut calling in from google today is monday february 26th and here's your host danny sullivan hey matt how are you good how are you doing excellent i feel terrible though because i didn't realize you were going to host it today and i would have done big huge ramp ups and i said hey world matt's finally going to co-host the show with me today and it would have been great so I have to depend on you to go out on your blog and tell the world that you co-hosted today. Well, it's just a nice surprise, and hopefully I can, you know, stop by every so often to say hello. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But isn't it going to be weird now because you won't have anything to listen to <laughs> today? Well, and I, I had a weird commute coming in today. There were all sorts of accidents and police were out and everything, so I'm out of daily search cast in my car anyway. So, you know, what, as long as you want to talk, I'll listen. Well, <laughs> we'll make the rest of the show go really long, or the rest of the show this week when you're not hosting go, go really, really long and go from there. Sounds good. So, um, anyways, I'm getting back into the swing of it. I was off on vacation, of course, all last week. Um, spent the entire time snowboarding, just completely in love with snowboarding, and don't really want to come back and do any work. <laughs> But I must. <laughs> that's okay. It was it was relatively quiet while you were gone. Oh, that's good. That's good. And of course, you and I have talked before that we're trying to synchronize our days off and our vacation times so that um, if anything happens, neither one of us are around and we don't have to worry about it. We're it's nice if that. you can just say, "Ah, oh, hold off," and everything will happen when we get back. <laughs> Well, I did get back, and really what I meant to do today was to dive in and start reading through everything that happened over the past week so I'd be all up to speed. But instead, there was this article in the New York Times that got me all in a ranty mood. And this was the um, millions of videos and now a way to search inside of them article that told me that there's this new technology from this new company called Blinks, which you may have heard of from like 2004, that's going to give you the ability to go through and find what you're looking for in video because they will um, take what people are saying and turn that into searchable text. And apparently, if you could just search for the text of what people are looking for through this newfangled technology, you'll be able to get better video results. And that's, that's been the big problem we've been having. Um, 
or so they say, then I'm like raining all over that parade because it was really getting me all irritated. <laughs> so what, what, what got me going, I sort of did this history piece, and I went back and I said, well, gosh, you know, if it was just that we needed to be able to have better search by searching through what people are saying, then Alta Vista would have been kicking butt back in 1998 when they started doing this in cooperation with Barrage, and that we might still have something like SpeechBot, which HP had done back in 1999 that was rolling out. And I kind of walked through different things, and I said, well, that the idea that being able to search against the text of what people are saying in a video, to me, just hasn't made it. Nobody's really propelled themselves to the top of the list because of that. Nor had it really been because they were going out and crawling. That was the big thing with Singing Fish. They were like, when Singing Fish came along in 2003, well, we're going to crawl more of the video across the web. And then we had, well, you know, Yahoo and Google Video came in, and they were all like, well, we'll take either submissions or we'll do the crawling or we'll do different things. Um, the article got me going, too, because it talked about how Google Video will, be in, will have big problems, you see, because they can't really do this kind of transcription search. I'm like, dude, that was when Google Video launched. That's what they used to do, right? Remember you guys stuck the aerial up on the top of the Googleplex and you'd tape things off television in the air? The very first version, yeah. It was kind of fun to see how the hardware working on that. Were you ever having to change any of the videotapes on that? <laughs> Luckily, that, that wasn't my job. But uh, I know there was somebody whose entire job was, you know, keeping an eye on the whole system, making sure it ran really well. So uh, the, new, the new system seems like it works a lot more, uh, a lot better in yeah. that there's more fun videos and stuff like that. It's not just one source of content. So. Well, and I skipped through all this, and I basically said, look, if you want to talk about what the killer tech to me in video search has been, it, it really was the things that YouTube brought in. That first of all, I could watch video without some damned video plug-in coming up. Just last night, I'm trying to watch a video again, and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, your computer's not optimized for Windows Media Center 4.8 billion or whatever. <laughs> Like, oh, well, guess what? I won't be watching your video. You know, so I didn't have to have some sort of special plug-in. Anybody could upload popular commercial content. Let's not get into the copyright stuff at the moment. <laughs> Just You wanted to see that funny show? Somebody probably uploaded it for you. And that a lot of non-commercial content could be uploaded and shared and made easy for other people to say, this is really hot. You should check it out. And that, to me, has been... The, the real thing that's transformed video search is that video search in a lot of ways to me is, you know, I want that cool video on demand, either popular or the stuff everybody's talking about because it wasn't commercially done. And so I don't really see what what's going on with this whole Blinks thing as being the big change. That, that to, it's not a question to me that you know, we, we can't search through the video because we don't have um, speech recognition technology fully up and running. I'm sure that will help down the line, but to me the problem right now is you've got content owners who are worried about putting their video online and they're pulling it all down or they're segregating it off or YouTube has had to take their stuff down from Viacom and now it's going to be shoved over and Juiced or Joust or however you want to call it. I guess Joust is the video game, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever play that? Yeah, of course. We used to have, thing. like, we used to play Joust in the Googleplex. <sighs> See, I just do too much work when I come to the Googleplex. <laughs> we, we need to set aside a day that's only playing pool, doing some bowling, playing a few video games, get the Nintendo Wii going. Exactly, exactly. And hopefully you play pool better down in Mountain View than they do in Kirkland because I was kicking butt up there in January. <laughs> well, they, they work very hard, so, you know, maybe they don't have <laughs> much time to practice their pool. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, they work really hard up there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that that was my little mini rant on the whole video search thing. That it was like, don't don't get going with me about oh, it's going to be the hot, cool new technology. I think it's really going to be more of 
how do you get these content owners to feel more comfortable with putting a lot of the stuff up that people are really wanting to look for? And also, I'm, you know, I was touching on the idea that meta search may make a comeback when it comes to video search, that if we're going to have all this content segregated up on different things, like YouTube's allowed to have this, but iTunes gets to have that, and Juiced gets to have this other thing, then the idea that you have one centralized meta search service that goes against them all, you know, maybe that'll be finally the killer meta search because meta search has never really been that popular for regular web search results that are out there. Well, and it's really funny because I was in a restaurant the other day and I heard three kids, all of them under 14, and they were talking about how to upload videos to like Google Video and YouTube. So you, you can't negate how important it is to have just a ton of people uploading interesting stuff. That makes a big difference too. No, absolutely. And I mean, and that's part of, part of what I was talking about is how a lot of this has been the commercial video and the stuff being out there. But absolutely, there are these people who, and then this leads to another New York Times article that's out there today. Um, I have to apologize to the chat room. Normally, I could throw these URLs to the people who listen to us live and um, tell you how to read the stories, but the chat room won't let me in. <laughs> oh, I feel good then. Okay, it's not just me being silly. <laughs> they're, they're probably too busy. But in the future, if you want to get to the chat room, dailysearchcast.com, read the back page that's over there and tells you what, what the chat room is all about. But, yeah, there's an article out there today, uh, New York Times also talking about how um, – you know, there's a starts out. No one would mistake Ask a Jew guy for Lonely Girl 15, <laughs> but these days he's feeling like a hot commodity. So they talk about all these people who are becoming celebrities off of YouTube, and and indeed I think that's really cool. Now, I would love to see a study because my gut is that the vast majority of the content on YouTube probably is never seen, and most people are not celebrities. But that's one of the cool things is that, um, you know that. It, it kind of with the voting and with the viral stuff going around that it can pick out some of the things from all the stuff that's out there and pick out the stuff that people might be interested in and going with it from there. So, you know, that maybe if YouTube has to give up all the um, the commercial content because, you know, the content donors are coming down on you, it, it'd be all right. Well, you still have the rats running around in the restaurants, you know, that lots of people want to watch. So there is a lot of interesting video out there. <laughs> There's plenty of people willing to do happy slapping whenever you want just, just to get on there so we can go with that. Do you ever see that video? It's like this guy comes up and he's like going to happy slap someone and the guy punches him out. No. <laughs> you just go, because I guess that's it, happy slap. You just walk up to somebody and slap them upside the face just because it's happy and it's fun. So it's one video, this guy does it to someone and the guy turns around and knocks him out. It's like, oh, dude, no. you just smacked me. What did you think I was going to do? <laughs> Happy slap goes wrong. See, this is the—it's like a drug. You start out on one, and then you're looking at five or six related videos, and then an hour's gone by. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Now, um, shifting over here, um, over on Google, we've um, out in the wild has spotted a new uh, Plus Box. This is Google Video Plus Box. The Plus Box, as you've, you've blogged about this on your own blog before, was when uh, it came up with Maps, was the idea that if you did a search and if Google had a search result and they also thought that that search result had some map-related information, you saw this little plus symbol, and if you click on it, it would magically open up underneath the listing all the map information. And we've seen that now happen in some finance-related stuff, and now it looks like you guys are experimenting with a Google Video thing, where if, in some cases it looks like it's only for certain people being tested, but if they did a search and there was a video that was there, you could push the plus box, and the video would literally appear right within the search results page. Well, and you've 
you've talked for a long time about this idea of sort of implicit or hidden search engines where, you know, people don't always know about tabs. They don't always know, if you want an image, go click on images.google.com or, <laughs> or another image search engine. And so if, you, if you've got some way to sort of pull that in automatically, and maybe, you, you, you know, if they say sunset picture, it's a pretty good guess that you want to go ahead and show them a picture. But maybe it's a, it's a nice way to just let them know that information is there, whether they want financial quotes or videos or, or map data, any sort of stuff like that. So it's, it's a kind of nice way where you can make people aware that there's more information, but you don't have to shove it in their face and take up screen real estate. Well, I think it's really cool that it's all coming along, um, you know, and I'm sure we'll be seeing more of this sort of stuff, and uh, we'll just be watching for it. Everybody will be writing about it. Everybody gets excited. Oh, here's the latest thing that they're doing. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's neat. Unless they don't like it, but you know, we won't talk about that today. <laughs> I'll wait till That's we get okay. Tim Meyer on the line from Yahoo, and then we'll. <laughs> Tim, yeah, Tim can come on, and you know, everybody can joke about Google's latest glitch or something like that. But yeah, it's all good. Yeah, absolutely. So um, moving along, I will shift over to Yahoo. Oh no, I just lost my little thing about Yahoo. Oh, pushed the wrong button. Oh well, I guess I'll never talk about them ever again. Um, I'll pop open a new window. So. Um, this is kind of related to what Yahoo Search has done is they've improved the uh, movie shortcut results um, where you can go and you type a search for a movie plus a zip code and it comes up and it shows you here are show times at different places. Uh, and and uh, sorry, I've just, I clicked on an ad now, so I'm going to go to somebody's ad page. And uh, they've had that before, but they've improved it and tried to put more information there. Of course, Google has the same sort of thing. Outcast has the same sort of thing. Live has it as well. Um, I was impressed, actually, that Google has it in the U.K. I had been doing this recently, trying to find if a movie was showing at a particular time, and I was not thinking about putting in movie name plus my postcode because I was just so used to, you know, these things rolling out for the U.S. side of things, and they never move out anywhere else. But no, there it was, and it was much easier than trying to go to, say, the horrible, horrible Odeon website. Odeon is like a big chain over here in the U.K., and it's bad enough having to go to them much less to have to go to their website, believe me. Well, um, hopefully easier than going and typing, you know, Hot Fuzz space Stonehenge or something like that to find the closest, well, you know, theater screen. That's what I was doing, you know. So and I'm like, oh, look, Google's doing it. This is this rock. So, you know, I have to go back and see if Yahoo's doing the same. So these little shortcuts are always, always really helpful. Absolutely. It looks like Yahoo's got a really nice appearance. I like the way that they've got some rounded edges and a little bit of, of UI stuff to sort of give you more information. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, going back to um, getting back to Google, because, you know, really this show is not, not sufficient unless it has content of at least 75% Google, kind of like Philip Lenson over Google Bloggers go, what's the thing? Like, now it's 80% Google or something like that. Um, another New York Times article today talks about that your uh, Google's apparently doing a deal with Dow Jones, Condé Nast, Sony, and a few other places to put their video content on other websites. I didn't think this was that new. I mean, Google's already said we're doing video. You can buy video. You can place video on people's websites through the Google AdSense system. Um, but I guess these are just some new partners that are doing with it. So, you know, making money showing the video. Uh, it's always good to, you know, offer more choices as far as the different partners and stuff like that. And speaking of choices, Google's apparently going to add some more choices for uh, advertisers, more information. So if you are running your ads, I do want to throttle them, though. I'm just I'm begging, begging, Matt, that Google AdWords does what I've been wanting them to do and say, you know what, Google AdWords is the program that puts your ads in search results, and Google AdSense is the program that puts your ads on web pages because – it's confusing to explain this. 
if you're buying AdWords and having them put out through the content network that a lot of people still think of as AdSense, then the only way for you to know sometimes apparently where your ads are showing up all over this massive Google AdSense content network is if you dig through your logs and pick out the URLs and all this sort of stuff. But uh, one of these New York Times articles that came out um, today, New York Times and busy today, it's like all search day, I guess. Um, apparently Google is saying that in the next few months, advertiser reports will show you exactly where your ads are running on different sites that are out there. So if you wanted to know, I was, if you didn't specifically target particular sites or specifically exclude them, you'll be able to tell. That article gave me a chuckle, too, because it's all about uh, Quigo, which is positioned as if they're a new contextual ad firm. I'm going, Quigo? That's like been out there for ages? But all right. I guess there's well, a bunch of new reporters at the New York Times this week or something like that. Well, and the, the Quigo guys are nice. I, I, I talked to them back, wow, it's been a few years at this point. But, uh, but you know, it, to be able to change to the market and respond and say, okay, it looks like contextual marketing is more important than, say, the deep web, which is one of the things they tackled way back in the day, you know, yeah. it's good that they respond that way. No, it's, it's, it's absolutely good. And they, they've been out there, and they are good people. A lot of people have used them. And I know a lot of advertisers appreciate having that sort of third option that was out there. I just didn't know it was a new story. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, it got us some new news out of Google, so there we are. We can go with it from that, so watch for that. Um, sticking with the ad stuff today, oh man, you know, I just sometimes I just want to take my hat off to shoe money. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I just do. So, you know, last week I saw out of the corner of my eye when I wasn't working on vacation, occasionally working, um, that he had figured out that the cookies that people put out for um, my blog log. Uh, they that they're not encrypted, so it was very easy for you to go through and figure out if I came to your website what my personal my Danny Sullivan cookie number was, and then you could just copy and paste that number, and then suddenly you could be me surfing all over the place. <laughs> I kind of, you know what? I had a I had a chuckle over it because I always go through, and now every time I go into my blog log, I then disable it when I leave after I do whatever I need to do there because I don't actually want sometimes people to know I showed up on their website because as I mentioned before. Or sometimes they're like, can you, can you review this? And you review it, and you're like, yeah, that's not going to make it. But I don't really want you to know I read it. <laughs> I, I heard the search cast where you were saying that. You sort of want to be the stealth Danny. Well, it, exactly. So then I kind of love this idea. I thought, well, this is great, because like, if everybody's surfing around, then nobody knows if it really was me, then I can stop disabling my cookies. <laughs> it's I'm like electronic countermeasures. It's like chaff you can send out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or, or what was it? You know, I, I watched on the airplane the King of Scotland, you know, and he um, he had all the fake uh, fake people that were out there that were imitating him. Idi Amin, so. The Danny Sullivan clones going out. Exactly. Commenting, surfing I'm glad, web. by the way, Forrest Whitaker won the Oscar because I had a close encounter with him. I was standing behind him in line about um, six months ago at the Virgin Counter because I was trying to get us upgraded, and his whole entourage was there, and he was very nice. The Virgin okay. people were, were, were horrible dicks. <laughs> we had to wait in this line for like a half an hour because the single person that was going to help that line was so enthralled with helping them. And again, nothing to do with him. He was like the nicest guy. But when we finally got up to this woman, I like interrupted her because she was still on the phone. I'm like, we've been waiting here for like a half an hour. Are you ever going to talk to her? I'm working on something really big right now. <laughs> okay, we'll just go away. So, uh, yeah, we, we had to slummit that trip. So back to shoe money, not my problems, shoe money problems. So he does this whole thing, this little fake thing, right? And then I guess my blog log bans him. 
Yeah. They threw him out. So he's like, well, forget you. I'm never going to be out there. And then they're like, no, no, wait, we love you. We're really sorry. We shouldn't have banned you. And then he's like, in fact, we're going to, like, make you the, the top featured person on the My Blog Log community. I'm like, I'm just going to start giving picture? My Blog Log grief because apparently that's the way you get the love from them. <laughs> my Blog Log, you suck unless you make my community number one. <laughs> Well, in the picture that my blog log put up was this very thoughtful, you know, sort of yeah. posed picture of Shoe Money, not not a you know uh, woman in a bikini or whatever he was using as his as his picture his avatar before that. So, <laughs> so so to to spin the story further, so now now Jeremy's upset, so he discovers that um, not only can you do the cookies, but then he discovers. Although I didn't really honestly think it was that much of a discovery that oh my blog log which tracks your what people are clicking on on your site are also tracking the clicks that people make if they click on an ad. So I, I, and a number of the comments on a blog are like, yeah, they're tracking what people are clicking on on ads. So what's the deal? But he apparently didn't like it. Some other people didn't sort of like the idea. I just sort of thought, look, you know, you're installing this code on your website, and like that was one of the hesitations I had with my blog log from the beginning was I'm going to put this code on my site. They're basically going to see everything that's going on on my website. And if I'm concerned about that, then I'm not going to put their code on the website. And I decided eh, I wasn't that concerned. I would, I would trade off some, some look into my website for, you know, maybe getting some uh, traffic back from them. Over at TechCrunch, they called it the Yahoo Publisher Network's Trojan Horse, as if I did kind of love this, as if Yahoo's great plan was, we'll put this out there, and then we'll know what people are clicking on on AdSense links or whatnot. I'm like, yeah, okay, I suppose. <laughs> I thought it was more interesting that the, the code was from somewhere else, you know, that they have in the comments, iframe ad tracking from, you know, some completely different site. Oh. Well, that doesn't look good, now does it? So... Anyway, so there's your, your my blog log controversy for the moment. Matt, I think we're going to take just a little bit of a break here because, yeah, there was a lot of bit of news there. They're going to play this little commercial, and then we're going to come right back. If you Sounds can hang with we'll us be, a bit longer. Good deal. We'll be back right after this. The Daily Search Cast. We'll be back after this short break. Stay tuned. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Wow. I never saw anyone fish with such a wide net before. Oh, really? I don't like fishing with a pole. Can't catch the big ones fast enough. No kidding. You've got a bunch. Yeah, I know. This wide net gives me great distribution and reach. Really? How's it work? Well, fish like to move around to various parts of the lake, so by casting a wide net, I gather fish from everywhere they congregate. Wow, that's pretty smart. Thanks. Wide nets work. And they make you look smart. If you're looking to cast a wider net and fish where the fish are, Look Smart Advertising Solutions can help. Go to signup.looksmart.com to learn more. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream. Webmasterradio.fm. We're the coolest place around. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to the Daily Search Cast. 
Here's your host, search engine analyst, Danny Sullivan. All right. We're back on Monday's uh, Daily Searchcast, February 26th, and Danny Sullivan's still got a lot of search news. We do, we do. And uh, sticking with the whole paid search type of thing, um, this is about Microsoft. And apparently they um, started billing people like mad people. <laughs> One advertiser had a bid price of 50 cents. I think that was the max that they wanted to pay. This was uh, last Friday. And they were charged uh, $280 per click. <laughs> Ouch. Okay, yes. good. Somebody said like $1,000 for one click. Well, you know, that, that, that probably still converted pretty well. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty expensive click. That's the, the 1G click. Yeah, exactly. What do they call it? It's a Franklin click. No, no. Who's on the $1,000 bill? Is it... I don't even know. Come on. Go on. See, if I had the chat room, somebody would tell me that right now. No, no, no. I'll find it out. Who is on the $1,000 Bill. I'll check Google, see if Google knows there. Okay. I get pictures. If you Cleveland? take $1,000 bill, you get pictures. It looks like Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland? Really? <laughs> the Cleveland click. Wow. All right. I'll, I'll go with that. So, anyway, um, yeah, yeah, Microsoft said, okay, we, 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 we know. We're, we're sorry. We're, we're fixing it. Hang in there. And, and now they're giving out refunds. So, you know, they, aren't, they aren't just keeping the money. So, well, it, it sounds like they were very responsive, so yeah. that's cool. So, so don't freak anybody. It's all okay now. They, they still, they're, they're still okay. <laughs> Bill needs the money, man. <laughs> I don't think break. Bill needs the money. <laughs> no, he, he's all right. <laughs> he's been looking. Going, how, how much more richer am I than Larry and Sergey? Oh, I'm still rich. Okay. <laughs> he's worried. He's, he's quite rich. He's doing fine. <laughs> he's okay. So, um. Meanwhile, we move now to the international segment of our show down to South Korea, where um, they're coming down on the big G. They're coming down on you, Matt. They're saying, you know that whole little AdSense contract you guys have with people? We, uh, we find it one-sidedly <laughs> to cancel advertisement deals. Apparently, the fact that Google can just say to somebody, uh, we have this contract, but if you do something we don't like, we'll just cancel it on you and you suck. They're like saying, no, no, that sucks. You can't do that under our laws. And they also felt like the contract ought to give people some payment guarantees of some sort. So Google says, yeah, okay, you say we have to do that, we'll do that. Well, I've only read the two-paragraph version of the story, so I'm not up on, on There's that. a longer version. I found it. It cracked me up, actually, because first I went and I found the same two-paragraph version, and then the site says, uh, do something, and then we might let you read the longer one. I think you have to pay them. And then I do the search on Google News, and I come across another website that's in partnership with the first website that cites them and has the whole story there. So I'm like, oh, all right, well, I'll just that as well. But it didn't go that much. It, it's more in-depth, but it's basically the same sort of thing. Google saying through South Korea's office, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll fix that. That's a problem. We'll fix it. So. Yeah, you got to obey the law. you got to you know, make sure you abide by what every government is, uh, is setting down as the guidelines. So. Do what they say. Now, uh, speaking of other laws, apparently in China, you guys are fighting to get gmail.cn, which would be the equivalent of, say, gmail.com or gmail.co.uk. Um, you were trying to buy it, and um, you've contacted the people who have gmail.cn, uh, but there's no progress on it so far. So, um, you know, hang in there. It looks like it's not going to just happen very easily for everybody who's looking for Gmail. Just change it to Google Mail. Come on. <laughs> or mail.google.something. Exactly. Go with it from there. 
And uh, as long as we are south of the hemisphere, we will, uh, or in the southern hemisphere, we will go down to way, way down Australia, where Google Checkout apparently may be coming to Australia, because um, Google has registered Google Payment Australia PTY.ltd. Um, PTY, I forget what that stands for. It's one of those weird things that I don't recognize. Like, you know, LLC, suddenly everybody was an LLC. And you're like, what's an LLC? In Australia, you have these PTY things. Mm-hmm. Or a GmbH in Germany, stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's an excellent one. Or, in, um, <laughs> was it SA in, um, in Spain? Yeah. Yeah, the weird, you know, you're like, what's, what's that all about? So um, we'll see. We'll see if Google Checkout is going to be coming down there. And now, Matt, hey, look at this. You're selling PR, Google. Oh, oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I put these two together for you. Then we got you. You've been commenting on as well. So this was the thing over at Conversion Raider where they discovered that um, you guys have apparently a Google Enterprise page where you list people who are Google Enterprise partners, and to become a partner, you had to pay like ten thousand dollars a year to be part of the program. So therefore, those people were obviously paid to ten thousand dollars for PageRank because right. they'd be on a page that was seven out of ten. I thought it was funny, the comments on that. The first few people who showed up were like, uh, lots of enterprise companies do stuff like this? So would you, you know, what's going on here? But better to go ahead and answer it and say, you know what? You avoid even the appearance of impropriety. Just make sure everything is, is, you know, can't be questioned even a little bit. So, um, you know, it's good that they pointed that out, and we can go ahead and take care of it, and then nobody will have any concerns at all about that. Well, it's all, it's all going there. So I, I take it you sent across, hey, get the whole no-follow thing up and going and running with it from there. Um, I, you know, I, I imagine the problem that you're going to face over at Google, though, is <laughs> there's no end to the things that people are going to start looking at. As you get bigger and bigger and you have these content partnerships, there's going to be no end to this sort of thing. Do you think you know, it's just going to be easier for Google down the line to just no-follow everything? I don't, I don't think we need to go that far. I mean, any time that somebody's money to join an enterprise program, there's a little more of a, of a level of, okay, I can understand where somebody could at least feel that way than, you know, the Google directory or something like that, which is really just uh, the open directory project. So my guess is there won't be too many changes, but, you know, it doesn't hurt to take a fresh look and just see, is there anything that could be misunderstood? Because we don't want any misunderstandings. Right. And then the second thing we had... <laughs> This is, um, okay, what's the website? We search, W-E-S-R-H.com, which, you know, apparently you're either blackmailing or blacklisting. That's right. If they kept, per- <laughs> if they didn't stop talking to you about their listing problems, they were going to be uh, blacklisted from Google. Although, if they were already having listing problems with Google, you'd kind of think they were already blacklisted. But anyway, um, it's not clear who was making this sort of threat, and you're raining all sorts of dubiousness on down online. I actually saw this newsletter, and I was like, yeah, that sounds kind of crazy when I saw it. So I wasn't <laughs> thinking it was that much of a story, but... Um, but uh, you you did a whole post on it. You went back and you looked through it, and you said, well, there's, they are listed, and you know, nobody that I know of would have said we're going to blacklist you if you don't go away. If I understood the post correctly. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's you know at the point where somebody's having a bad experience, uh, and they're getting that kind of an impression. I don't know. I have no idea who they even would have talked to, but. I figure why not put the call out and say, hey, if you want to give us more details, we'll look into it. Because if there's even a case where somebody can misunderstand or come away with the impression that Google's saying that, 
let's go ahead and address that and, and make sure that we're doing everything exactly the way we want to, to have it done. Because, you know, anybody that has that kind of impression, I, the original newsletter was like uh, the new Joseph McCarthy. And, you know, at the point where somebody's comparing you to Joseph McCarthy, uh, it's worth a little bit of attention to say, okay, well, let's just try to clear up any kind of ambiguity and, you know, who did you talk to again? You know, stuff like that. So with any luck, they'll, show up the ghost. they'll give us some more info. We, we talked to the ghost of Joe. He was there. So, <laughs> oh, what was it? I love it. In the past, if you launch your website or Google wasn't picking up your stuff, you'd call the friendly people over there, and they'd look at your website and see if it was legit, look at their code, and adjust it appropriately. Wow. I mean, I didn't know it worked that easily. But <laughs> Oh, and it used to be that this occurred on the same day. It was 24 hours. So imagine when we weren't picked up two weeks after we launched. Yeah, I can imagine that sucky you get picked up after two weeks after you launched, and maybe Google was sucky by not picking you up that fast, but I wouldn't call it like they just singled you out. <laughs> well, it's kind of refreshing that people hold us to that kind of standard. They sort of say, well, you know, hey, you didn't crawl enough pages from us fast enough, therefore something you know, negatives going on, at at that level, hey, you know, that means people are expecting a lot from Google. You, you check on the other search engines, and Yahoo had like one page, and Ask didn't have any pages, and but they're calling us out, and I, I like that they hold us to a higher bar. It keeps us on our toes. Well, the thing that gets me in the end is, if you guys haven't, cra- you know, if you didn't blacklist Nutcase Susie over from, <laughs> where was she at, Denmark, Denmark who was like... Yeah going on and on and on and on, and then even further and further and further beyond over the fact that she had a website that was built out of frames that you couldn't spider, and couldn't you just magically make that all happen? And everybody's, like, patiently dealing with her. I'm sort of like, uh, you know, I think you're probably all right. <laughs> well, and it was just so you didn't funny. Ban- that- you know, if there was anybody you were going to blacklist and say, I'm not answering your call anymore, <laughs> it would have been crazy, Susie. I just felt bad for Vanessa and Adam, who were actually responding on Christmas Day. I responded the day after Christmas, and I was getting the guilt trips. Like, why, why yeah. weren't you there on Christmas yeah, to respond? And Like, my family's in town. They're only here for a few days. <laughs> why aren't you dealing with our problems on Christmas? What's wrong with you? Anyway, <laughs> there used to be a time you would call Google on Christmas Day, <laughs> and they would fix your listing problems within 24 hours. <laughs> well, and and it was really nice that Vanessa did the post that talked about over 1 million webmasters have, have yeah. enrolled in the webmaster console because that does give people an idea of the scale and the fact that you know it it might be nothing personal if we don't crawl your site well. Maybe it's redirecting to an SSL or something you know really strange. But I mean, I've seen this time and time again, and usually if if some of these sites not getting listed, it's not really a case of, it seems to go in one or two pots for me. It's either a case that Google's just being lame, and you guys do get to be lame. And people, I think, notice you being more lame than other people because, as you said, people focus on you more. So everybody can be lame. Or, you know, the site owners themselves are lame. Like, I, t- I thought putting a robot's text file up and banning you from the entire site would have passed along more page rank because I read that somewhere or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's where you got to take a step back and, and look for those sort of scalable solutions where people can do some self-service diagnostics. You know? Yep, exactly. Now, uh, a few more things here. Uh, we've got a new SEMPA Board of Directors. This is going to be the board for 2007. Uh, I'll just run through the names. Chris Boggs, Massimo Bergio, uh, Fiona Downhill, Dave Fall, Dwayne Forrester, Sarah Hollaback, Gordon Hotchkiss, Bill Hunt, Kevin Lee, Jeffrey Pruitt, Tanya Reitz, Dana Todd and Dave Williams, and I apologize if I've gotten anybody's names mispronounced. Uh, eight of the 13 board members are returning. That's a 62% return, so a lot of fresh new blood that's going on in there. They will elect officers in mid-March. Um, 
they'll all get together and they like you know throw dice and pass around money. Nothing to do it like that. Well, maybe they do. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they do that. <laughs> I don't think they do it like that. It's probably more like well, who wants to be president? I don't want to do it. Do you want to do it? All right, I'll do it. <laughs> not it. Not it. No. And they exactly they do like musical chairs. <laughs> whoever whoever still not sitting at the end of it. Anyway, so we've got a we've got a new board going away. I do, you know, I do have to congratulate them because after the first year, they went through that whole little scandal thing that happened of, oh, we're getting paid some stipends and this is all whatever and people were like saying, well, they won't even make it to their second year. And they not only made it the second year, they're going into their third year. And I think they're going into the third year really strong and they've been doing some good stuff. So, yeah, some some really good studies and a lot of uh, legitimacy, really just, uh, you know, a lot of new initiatives they're trying. So, Congrats to all the new board members. Yeah. That's fantastic. Now, uh, a couple other things here. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, I love this. There is a uh, somebody who owns 45 Yahoo shares is uh, trying to get named to the board of Yahoo. <laughs> He's, I do. I, I love it. He's apparently, uh, this is Eric Jackson, has organized people online who together own almost a million Yahoo shares worth about $29 million to push for his plan to um, reorganize the company. And get there going going ahead with it. So we'll he's uh, he's announced his plan on YouTube, and he's going to fight for it. Uh, he's going to be kissing babies apparently. Maybe some gray-haired money managers. His nine-point plan calls for Terry Semmel to be replaced um, because Terry failed to acquire Google in 2002, and um, that's one of the things that's out there. And apparently, uh, he declares that that uh, Google should buy Yahoo. No, he doesn't say that part. <laughs> <laughs> well, and yeah. I thought it was is catchy that he calls it Plan B. So if you search for yeah. Plan B, now you find this guy. And, you know, if you just read the news articles, you don't know anything about him. But he's got it all laid out, what he wants to do, mm-hmm. and, and reduce overlapping internal divisions, stuff like that. It's kind of interesting. Get rid of six directors, close the media group. I thought they were already kind of winding all that stuff down. Additional investment in technology research. Uh, reduce product overlaps. That's like that peanut butter memo and uh, cash dividend and elimination of anti-takeover measures. So I suppose somebody could take them over, like like Microsoft. (laughs) Just get it over with, guys. Just merge. All right, got some uh, real quick things here. Uh, Pew Research has got more research. This is on wireless Internet um, growth. Um, it's growing. We're using more wireless stuff now than, than we have been. Um, we do a lot of stuff on our phones. It doesn't have a lot of search breakdown stuff that's going on with it. And um, the way that we act, if we're on wireless with a PC or if we're on a PC that's actually tethered, is about the same. In other words, you know, if you're wandering around your house using a wireless notebook, you tend to still do the same things on your notebook than you would do if it was actually plugged into a network cable. Although I'm celebrating the end of wireless in my household. Really? Because... I am. I am. I bought these things that go through the electric connection, right? Oh, I love those. They are because the 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 the, the router is broadcasting wireless just a few feet away from me, right? Going probably through my head, and then it does reach down to our kitchen, but it's always kicking out, and I could never figure it out. And I said, I've had it. I've had it. Mm-hmm. See, here, my wife is even pinging me right now that dinner's ready through my new non-wireless connection <laughs> because <laughs> just when I said, okay, be there in a sec. As I lie, um, <laughs> so, but yeah, I plug these things in, and now it's like rock solid. You know, it just runs the network through the electrical connections, and I'm not having to run into the kitchen every other day and try to figure out why it's not working. So yeah, 
I have to say I love those. I mean, all the reviews yeah. I've read have been kind of negative, but... For example, in our house, we've got a couple Macs and a couple PCs, and the Macs don't always work as well with the wireless network. I'm not exactly sure why. But you just hook it up through your electrical network, and boom, you get huge bandwidth. It's really nice. Well, these, it's great. These Netgear things that I got, they're just they're rocking along. I'm not going back. That's what I got, too. We'll have to do a little blog post about how we like We should. Them. Now, of course, mine will run on 220, so, but we should. We will do it. We could do our blog post, and we could network through the electrical thingies and go with it from there. Do simultaneous <laughs> gadget posts. <laughs> so, you know, those of you that are, are pondering, how am I going to run those cables? How am I going to punch through things? How am I going to, you know, just you plug them in. They work. They're great. But, although I have to say I was really sad because I finally broke down and bought the specific wireless thing I needed for the Xbox 360, and now it's like a waste of money because I don't need it. <laughs> uh, you can always give it to some poor Xbox person. Yeah, oh yeah, fine. I'll, you know, yeah, there we go. I'll put it out there. The tragic thing, though, is I now I have a like you know a 33 megabit or whatever internal network connection that doesn't really help because I live in such a small little village that I'm only like one megabyte going in and out on my broadband anyway. So. <laughs> You need to run a data center out of your, you know, uh, oh, I house. Wish. I wish. If Google could just put a data center here in my village and bring the broadband with it, my, <laughs> my life would be happier. <laughs> All right. A few last things here. Uh, Lisa Barone uh, over on Search Engine Guide, very nice thing on effective keyword research, just a nice run through on how to think about doing some of your research that's out there, how to get to some of the keyword research tools that are available, how to finalize your list. People go on and on about SEO, oh, it's all about just get the links. No, it's all about the content. No, it's all about the site architecture. Folks, SEO starts with understanding the keywords people are using to try to find your content. That's bedrock. So, And that's the thing that I remember Robert Scoble once he had this thing and he joked like, hey, yeah, I'll show you how to do SEO blogger style. And he, he linked to his brother's law firm and used the hypertech Silicon Valley law firm or whatever. He goes, now he's ranking well. And I'm like, well, yeah, but Robert, nobody's searching for that. <laughs> Look, no one's searching for it and using keyword search tools. So he's like, all right, well, maybe. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Wall also has a uh, updated his keyword list cleaner tool. This is a sort of an add-on that you can use to um, take in some of this data from some of these resources that are out there and clean up what's happening. Uh, over at Search Engine Land today, um, Deborah Mastler comes in, uh, alternating now with Eric Ward, giving him a break now and then for Link Week, and she talks about her three jumpstart methods for passionate linking, talking about getting referrals and recommendations, showing and telling your products or services, and exposing yourself, but not really exposing yourself, but how to uh, work the media to pick up some links and get them coming to you in that way. Uh, NASA and Google Earth, now you can get near real-time information. This is like more of the whole partnership, I think, that you guys are supposed to be having. You can download these KML files that will put um, information into Google Earth and put them on top of the, you know, the Earth itself. So you can see chlorophyll concentration, the cloud fraction, snow cover, or sea surface temperature, uh, which is pretty neat. And you can, if you don't have it, um, Perry, who put the post up, he also linked over to some places to get an idea on what this looks like where you can see uh, how it looks if you don't have Google Earth all, all fired up with it from there. A lot of snow right now in the Northern Hemisphere. I, I know because I was, I was snowboarding on it. <laughs> <laughs> you were enjoying some of it. Yeah, the screenshots look pretty hot for that. Like yeah, the, no, the it really colors. does. It's it gets neat. better and better. Although I have to say, when I was out at Microsoft, um, they were showing Virtual Earth, and they had hooked up an Xbox 360 controller to the um, to the laptop, and you probably heard like at um, what's that? What's the big thing that Larry did? The G3, no G3, 
E3, no. Mm-hmm. no. The Consumer Electronics Show, right? Yeah. Vegas, they talked yeah. about this. But, and I'd heard about it, I thought, what's the big deal? And then after I did it, where I'm using an Xbox controller to be flying around the Earth, it rocks. It really does. I could have sat there for hours just flying around at different places. So, um, yeah, I want, I want that support brought into Google Earth. Although you probably have to, you know, because your best buddies with Apple now support some freaky Apple controller. Speaking of which, I have to mock, Matt, I'm sorry, I just have to mock the Google Mac blogs. Like, we went to Apple, we had a good time. So <laughs> we got to go to the company score. And I'm like, wanted to smack them upside the head. I'm like, you're Google. You're not supposed to go to Apple and go, oh, we're not being at Apple. You're supposed to go, hey, Apple, we're like the future. You're supposed to come over here and be odd by us or else. So anyway. <laughs> but, you know, it made it to dig, which means not that many people go over and write about hitting over at Apple. So, you know, oh, well, it like... made it to dig because they're all running Macs. <laughs> they're all 12 <laughs> years old. They go, look, Google, Mac. We, we must love it. Group mine. So say we all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sure I'll be banned on Dig because of that. Too bad! Anyway. Oh, and, and by the way, Danny, it looks like you can already use an Xbox 360 controller with Google Earth. Oh, excellent. Really? And um, somebody's got a post about using a Wii controller, which would be oh, really kick-ass. Yeah, absolutely. I've am got to go right now. I've got to eat dinner and I've got to play in the Wii. <laughs> okay, a couple last things. Just two last things. Um... Ask wants you to know that they are the, I love it. They're like the official search engine of road rules. I didn't yeah. even know road rules had a 14th installment. This is where they get into the, like, you know, mini bago, right? And they start yeah. driving around the country. I always wanted to do that, rent something, uh-huh. go on a road trip in something like that. Because, you know, for years I was always driving behind people that were doing that sort of stuff, hating them. And now I feel like it would be better if I could just be driving that and be the old man that's slowing everybody down. <laughs> I'm trying to find the what are those things? You're you're a member of the Good Sam Club. Yeah, <laughs> you know the Walmart sort of parking lot where you can just hang out and spend the night. Exactly. So um, so they're the official uh, search engine of road rules, which means that um, yeah, there's a contest that they have going on. Ask.com and MTV. You in the crew sweepstakes gives you a chance to join the Revenge Pit crew, and there's some things you have to answer questions that they'll be out there, and some cross promotion stuff going on. I, but I finally, Ask, mm-hmm. no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I, I guess Ask must have had a good experience. They were the official search engine of a different show, uh, which was like a scavenger hunt sort of thing. I forget the name of it though. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was like I remember. Yeah, and I can't think of it either. Scavenger something. <laughs> Maybe this is where you want the chat room. Yeah, it's like the exactly. great race. Or... We, we, chat room, only we knew. Um, and finally, just a uh, sort of not quite happy birthday, but happy anniversary out to uh, to uh, Tara Collishane of Research Buzz, who uh, you know dropped a note saying that she's hit 400 issues now over nine years of publication. And Tara, what she doesn't know about search and specialized search, I don't know. She's just great. And she... Um, to celebrate, you can now pick up full text RSS feeds from her, so you can see everything she's writing about. Yay! She's um, her Keberfeg. I can never pronounce right. Keberfeg.com tool. K K E B B E R F E G G dot com um, to locate keyword-based RSS feeds without having to go to search engines. She's been updating it now, and she's also got a searchofficialsblog.com. SearchOfficialBlogs.com, which is a Google customized search engine that lets you search over 140 different official blogs from politicians, celebrities, and so on. 
So uh, you can check all that out from there. It's definitely a good resource to look at if you're into hardcore searching. Research Buzz uh, is a great read, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that, that's the news. So it's been just a great having you here. So we're going to have to have you back. You're definitely. I had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it's good to be right at the front row and not just listening to it in the car. So <laughs> thanks very front much. Front row any time, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, and anyway, so, and then we'll, we'll make up. We'll get some more episodes for you later on. Wonderful. Well, all right. That's your daily search cast, and I uh, hope you've gotten a good dose of search news. And uh, tune in tomorrow for another day, dose with Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. Thanks very much. The Daily Searchcast is produced and sponsored by WebmasterRadio.fm, the destination for education and entertainment. Looking to boost your competitive edge, your bottom line, network with your peers? Then stay tuned in WebmasterRadio.fm, where you can listen live or in podcast format to our award-winning exclusive radio shows hosted by the most respected names in the Internet world. Hi, this is Katie Kempner. Please join me Tuesdays at 2 o'clock for The Hook at the intersection of advertising and PR while I talk with my friends, industry leaders, about the state of the industry today right here on WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm, putting you in the front row with unprecedented access to everyone you need to know. Log in now.